heard Jesus say that anyone who does the will of his father is his, is his brother and his sister. And what's going to be key for us this morning is whoever does the will of the father. And, and it kind of goes connected to last Sunday when I said about the Trinity and the Trinity being, remember the, um, that I said all three persons of the Trinity had the same will. So they moved step to step with one another. And so we've been called to walk in step with God and His divine nature and His divine will. And the ramifications of that is huge for human beings because that requires a radical transformation from us. It requires we change, requires that we change the way we view people, the way we feel about people, the way we love people. And it just changes everything about, about us so that we may walk in step with God's will and God's ways. And that's a beautiful thing. That's what we were made for. We were made for to, to uh, reveal to one another and to all of creation, God, the King, the Master, the Lord. And so what, what we saw in that first reading in Genesis is that we choosing to want to to want to uh, make our own decisions. Adam and Eve chose to leave that behind, to put their crowns on the side, because God made us to be royal kings and queens of creation so that we might show his image. And so what happens in Genesis is that Adam and Eve decide to put that crown down and do things their own way. And doing things, and I've said this many times, doing things our way has never turned out right. It just doesn't. <laughs> doing things our way looks like the last year with, with the whole political scene and stuff and us killing one another and division. That's what, what happens when we decide to do our own will. It's, it's divisive, it's nasty, it's hurting one another, it's stabbing people in the back. But God is calling us to something else. And what happens in Jesus totally, radically changes everything. It radically changes everything. And especially on Pentecost, when, we, when, when the disciples receive the Holy Spirit, we're no longer uh, the same. Humans who received the Holy Spirit now hold God's power. And again, that requires radical transformation. And so how do we square with all that? What, what do we do? How do? What does it mean to, to square ourselves with God's will, to align ourselves in our lives and the way we think to God's will? Well, first of all, uh, it requires that we never settle for less, that we never settle for less. And for the next four weeks, we're going to do a sermon series on, on Paul's second letter to the Corinthians. And we're going to see what it means to wear our crown boldly, to be people made in the image of God, doing the will of the Father, being brothers and sisters to our Lord Jesus. We're going to see what that requires of us. And so we'll start this Sunday off with... with with the theme of never settling for less. 
So Paul's writing to the Corinthians. They're, they're a, a Christian group in Corinth. That, that was a place somewhere in, in Greece, in the Mediterranean area. And Paul initially writes to the Corinthians because they're having trouble. They have questions. They need guidance. There's moral troubles going on. There's factions going on. Uh, people rather be with certain teachers only. There's a little bit of, and not a little bit, there's a lot of pride problem going on. Where because they uh, speak in tongues and, and do these, uh, pray over people, they, if it's gone into their heads. And so Paul writes to the Corinthians to answer these questions and to humble them down a bit. And he tells them, I mean, that, that's what the letter is about, basically, answering to these problems. But the overarching theme of it that we can find in it is Paul telling the Corinthians also never settle for less. Because all those things that you guys are going through, the immorality, the fighting, the division, all those things are nothing compared to what God is giving us and the way God is asking us to live. And so in our, our reading this morning, specifically, Paul is telling the Corinthians that. Never settle for less. And this is why. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So in, in another translation, I, I would invite you to read um, a translation from the message. Because in that translation, that, it, it sounds a little bit confusing there, but in the message translation, God is saying, because God has given you a little piece of heaven in your hearts. So everything I'm telling you to do is not impossible because what I'm asking, what Paul's asking them to do is to live out the reality that God has put heaven in their hearts through the Spirit so that everything else doesn't matter. Their divisions, their uh, immorality that's going around there. And what I mean that it doesn't matter is, it doesn't matter, those things compared to heaven are much more. So why choose this when God has given you heaven, when eternal life, the kingdom? A real, uh, you know, to make the illustration a bit, bit stronger by what I mean is, uh, C.S. Lewis in a book called The Weight of Glory speaks about a, a kid who's sitting on the ground, who only wants to eat mud cakes, you know, just making mud pies or whatever. And that the mom comes by and offers him a, an actual pie, a homemade pie. And that the kid doesn't want the homemade pie because it wants, it wants the kid wants the mud pie. And what C.S. Lewis goes on to say in the sermon is that humans will usually tend to do the same thing. God is offering us something much better, more fulfilling, much sweeter than the mud pie that we choose for ourselves, the things we end up just choosing on our own.
And so what we're going to see throughout the sermon series is, is Paul showing what it means then to accept that pie, to accept the gift God is giving us of heaven in our hearts and how to go about living in, in that way. So what I want to establish today is just the concept of never settling for less. Never settling for less. And the ramifications of never settling for less is, are huge and it's a blessing for others and for one another. And it means living out a completely new humanity, a new creation, a new type of people. And so for now, I just wanted to set that groundwork And what, what it means for never settling for less now um, still has implications. I mean, we still, we still deal with those things inside and outside the church with division and, and hatred for one another and, and the division just human soul with, with each other. But our job as, as a Christian community, as the church, is to show another way, another path one created by our Lord Jesus. One that's more, a, a life that's more fulfilling. A life with purpose, a life with hope. A life with an almighty God who loves us and has shown that on the cross. And so again, never settling for less has practical implications. And, and the next few weeks, we'll, we'll, we'll see what that means. We'll see what, that Paul's going to use this to tell them to stop their divisions. We're going to see Paul telling them, don't let the afflictions that happen in your life bring you down, but that in your weakness, you're strong. And we're going to see how never settling for less has the, practical, the practicalness of it. So just keep that in mind as we continue in our sermon series. Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God, we give you thanks because you have given us another path, Lord. Another path that we, we couldn't have made on our own, but that you have made for us through your Son, Jesus Christ, and have empowered us to live by through your Holy Spirit. And we, we pray that we are faithful to that calling, to do your will, to be brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus, and to show love and bring blessing to one another and to our neighbors that we may be faithful in being your church, Lord. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Uh,